the World Journeys podcast. And today we're going a little bit World Cup. Yes, it's time for the seventh episode and the last in this little bracket of the World Journeys podcast. Today, I talk with Michael Woolhouse, who is an Australian, who I knew quite well over in Japan, happens to live in the same city as I do. We're both back in Melbourne now. And last week, we sat down and we had a bit of a chat about the World Cup. Why? Because Michael is heading there to cheer on the Socceroos. So, without further ado, may the podcast begin. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the World Journeys podcast. Today, I am joined by Michael Woolhouse. Yay! Yay. Hello. How are you, mate? Good. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Good to be here. Excited. Uh, this is the seventh episode. You're the first Australian, apart from myself, who's been on the podcast. So, um, it took you so long, mate. Well, I've been in Japan. <laughs> I've been in Japan for the last two years. What have you been doing for the last two years? Similar. Very similar to you. We were neighbours, sort of, up in the north of Japan there. So, bloody cold place, but good, good place to be. But this podcast is being recorded in Australia. Yes, we are both back now in Australia. How's it been uh, being back in Australia, Michael? Loved it, actually. We were very much looking forward to being back, and we've really enjoyed being here. Great to see the family and friends again. Uh, great to speak English again. It's been a real positive being able to know what I'm getting into any trouble. I can sort of work it out now. We're in Japan. It wasn't quite the case, so... I can watch TV, I can go to the footy, I can do all the stuff I want to do again. So What have you what did what did you discover you missed most about Australia when you were in Japan? Uh, the TAB, maybe it was definitely Placing a bit. <laughs> nah, look, definitely friends, family. You know, so I've got to spend a good amount of time with both Kate, my fiance, and my family since we've been back, which has been really good. Both got sort of young nieces and nephews which we haven't seen for a couple of years, so they got a lot bigger and a lot more like people now, so you can talk to them as well, which is great. And then just hanging out with the friends, having a few beers and watching the footy and relaxing with, with guys that you grew up with is always good fun. And uh, is there anything, I mean, you've been back a bit longer than me, you've been back, what, six weeks? About be? six weeks, yeah, got back end of March. Anything in particular that you miss about Japan? Mm. <laughs> I'm not sure. I miss the snowboarding, but that would be finished anyway. That doesn't count. I miss the people a little bit, yeah. So, they were great. Really nice. The people in our town really nice and friendly to us. The beautiful little kids who are great to teach at primary school level especially. Just massive smiles on their faces as you walked into into school, but I wouldn't be going back anytime soon. I'm pretty happy to be back here, that's for sure, yeah. How do you, how do you find the, the lifestyle? Is there a big lifestyle difference between Australia and Japan? Here is just infinitely easier for us now. We went over to Japan with Konnichiwa and Arigato only, and we went to a town where 
we were the only two people that spoke English within sort of 10 k's. There was one other bloke and the next one was about 40 k's away. So, um, it's just a lot, that's a lot easier in itself, communication, isolating. It was really isolating up there for us and also it was cold. We had no heating or we had a little gas heater, but you know, you'd go to sleep with the bottle of water next to your bed and you'd wake up and it'd be frozen, sort of thing. <laughs> Toothpaste froze, honey froze, vegetable oil. You know, you know, sleeping with gloves, beanie, socks, thermals, jumpers. It's just, it was a great experience and wouldn't, would definitely do it again, but a bit easier back here, that's for sure. Living two minutes from the beach. Go for a run along the beach, just brilliant. Well, we've we've spent a lot of time over the first six episodes talking about life in Japan, yeah. so um, it's not going to be the focus of today's podcast. No worries. Michael, would you tell the listeners, please, uh, where will you be heading in two and a half weeks? Two and a half weeks off to Brazil. First America for a few days, but the main point is Brazil. And why are you going to Brazil? Just for a holiday? No, nothing special happening in Brazil in a couple of weeks, is there? Mm, there might be something. It's actually, it's actually a little known that the main reason that this World Cup is happening because it's our Bucks party. So, Sepp Blatter's agreed. World, 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 World Cup? Yeah. Cricket World, World Cup? Cric- What's cricket? <laughs> What's it's cricket? the Rugby World Cup. Which World Cup is it? It is the Football World Cup, oh. which some of you listeners might know as soccer. Yes, well, I mean, in Japan it's soccer, in America it's soccer. Yeah. In Australia it's usually soccer, but people understand that it's also football yeah. in Australia. Um, I don't know why they really argue about it. Either's fine by me. Soccer or footy, football. We so. we, we had a we had a um, a lesson in high school English in the in the English textbook in Japan about why it's why it's called soccer. Really? Why is it called soccer? Because uh, because the creation of two sports from one, rugby and soccer, used to be the one football, and then they split. One wanted to allow tackles or something, uh-huh. and the other didn't, which was soccer. And so soccer is called soccer because of association football. That's where it came from. Association football soccer. I, I, that's. I see. Slightly long bow, but. All right. I, I, I don't remember the details, but this was the reading that they were that they were given. Um, that's an important English word for our Japanese students. Association like, football. Yeah. It's really. Um, <laughs> How about to use that? Everyday um, life. Everyday. Well, I mean, they maybe they they learned some. I learned something, and then I forgot most of it. But it's it's something like that. <laughs> nice. So when do you fly out? What date? We're flying out on the 5th of June. We fly into uh, LA. My mate's been to LA a few times and for whatever reason he didn't want to go back again. So he's making us all go down to San Diego, hiring a car, driving down to San Diego. We'll be three nights there, taking in a baseball game in San Diego. And a few, luckily a few of our friends from America are going to come over and meet us, I think. Should be good. San Diego is lovely. It's a really nice place. Mm. Come on, there's a whole sort of marina there because um, on a river, I guess, because it's is it coastal? It's not coast. Yeah, yeah. It is coastal. coastal so. uh, it's been a long time. I was I was there ten years ago. So yeah. Um, 
Nice. Yeah, it's a nice place. Yeah, so that'd be good. We reckon he's got a girl or something lined up down there. We're not quite sure why he wants to go to San Diego. This isn't one of the mates who's who's engaged. Is no, it? no. <laughs> this is so, so, so you got four people, is it? Five of us in total. And all blokes? All blokes, yeah. Just chick-free zone. Chick-free zone, yeah. There was a three-second meeting to discuss whether we'd take the girls with us. No, no, but no, it was no. <laughs> it was pretty easy. Uh, not easy decision. We'll definitely miss our girls, of course. But uh, yeah, five of us, four of us are pretty much engaged. Well, three of us are engaged. One's been with his girlfriend for about eight years or so, and then there's one that's swinging single, very swinging single. But uh, I don't think he will go. You know, the jury's out where how well he's going to go over there, but we'll, we'll be doing our best. Four wingmen, north, south, east and west. And after San Diego, it's uh, it's flying into... Sao Paulo, via Mexico City, but that's just for a stopover. And then we've got five days there. And then we're hopping around Brazil chasing soccer games. And how many how many how many World Cup games are you hoping to get to? I've got six World Cup games in total. And you've you've already purchased the tickets. Got you? tickets, yeah, yeah. We've got tickets to a few more games than that actually purchased, but trying to resell some back to FIFA if we can. Six games that we've got tickets and we're going to go to. Were they expensive? Yeah. The tickets? Uh they range from if you go for the. Category one tickets, so the best seats in the house, about 170 US, to the worst seats in the house, about 90 US for one ticket, for just a group game. That's pretty, that's pretty steep. Yeah. I guess. I, I know a mate of mine went to the World, the Cricket World Cup yeah. in 1999 in England, and the, the tickets for that were insanely expensive really? like like he went to Australia Zimbabwe in the group and it was it was it was 81 pounds or something yeah you know which is at that at the time the Australian dollar was a lot worse than it is now and so that would have been 200 dollars or something um yeah that's rough but I, I mean the the pull of the world cup is it so popular uh, people will pay whatever yeah. they ask i guess well i mean we could sell i'm sure we could sell a lot of our tickets back for more than that face value so your plan is just to go around and scalp scalp come back come back hands. to from brazil with more money than you left <laughs> that's it that would be a good plan but so so what you're following the Socceroos for a, a couple of their games yeah i got Aussies versus Chile which is day two of the tournament, so off to a bang. Uh, Where's that? A place called Cuyaba. Cuyaba. I believe, inland. About a couple of hour flight from Sao Paulo. So you'll be flying. Flying, yeah. I've got about six and ten flights everywhere, really. Uh, and then we fly into a place called Salvador, which is apparently the best place to get pickpocketed in Brazil. Salvador, that's um, that's on the coast. On yeah? the coast, yeah, yeah. That's just a little bit north. Well, I mean, it's probably a few hours north. north of Rio. Yeah. So another flight up there, which will be good, and then we work our way down the coast. We see two games in Salvador. Uh, Portugal versus Germany, going to be the best one of those, I think. And the other game. The other game, I believe, is Portugal versus Germany. That should be. Um... This will be very entertaining. That'll be one of the highlights of our trip. Yeah, we're very excited to see that. Also going to see 
up there. Switzerland versus France. Switzerland have uh, qualified this year, haven't they? Switzerland are actually one of the top eight seeded teams. If you go by FIFA rankings, which is always a bit like anything to do with FIFA, a bit sketchy, but we will see them play France, which should be a decent game. As well, well, yeah. I mean, if the Swiss, are, I mean, France are always, always up there. But I mean, yeah. if the Swiss are, are ranked that high, I mean, there must be some reason. Yeah, exactly. They may not necessarily really be the top, in the top eight, but uh, they certainly won't be. The no, worst. Yeah, for sure. Um, interesting that, to see that the, the, both the games there are European teams and not the South American or mm. the African teams. Yeah, which it's just quite. Just basically luck of the draw. So we, when we bought the tickets, they were, for example, E two versus E four. Ah, of course. So you didn't even know. No. So, so you got the anyway. you got the Australian games by chance. Did we you? got the Australian games after. Ah, okay. So we sort of went pretty hard for those after, but originally we just had to guess with the places really that suited us. We got pretty lucky. Germany, Portugal is a good one, but it could have been a lot worse. And this um. This experience of travelling around Brazil, following the soccer, have you? I mean, did you, you guys, all work it out together and, and make the bo- separate bookings for hotels and flights, or is this some sort of package deal? So we did it all ourselves four years ago when the last World Cup was on. We thought four of us thought that's something we want to do. So from then, I put a made up a bank account and we put in a hundred dollars a month from four years ago. And so we had about 20 grand in the kitty by the, by the end of that. And a few months ago, we said, this is what we're going to do. Went for the tickets. Once we got our tickets, we booked our flights and accommodation. And now it's all coming together, just about. It's a reality. It wasn't easy to, wasn't easy to organise, definitely. There's been a lot of emails shot around. Um, one of my mates refuses to read them anymore because he's sick of them, but... Yeah, it's all, it's been busy. Was it always the same five or did you have like 15 people originally (laughs) and they just sort of dropped out like flies or something? Yeah, it was originally the same four and one mate came in at a later date. So yeah, everyone's been pretty stuck by it pretty solidly. So there's been a lot of enthusiasm about it for a long time. We're all really pumped for it. And what do you think of the Socceroos' chances? There's a lot of negativity around them which is probably a little bit justified, but I reckon I'm happy that they've took any, taken a young team over. I would have been pretty upset if they took the old boys and we just got smashed because we wouldn't have had anything for the future. But now we've got, got the young guys. Um, that first 20 minutes of that first Chile game, they can hold on and show that they've got a little bit about them. You never know. Soccer's a funny game, so... And the second, uh, the second Socceroos game that you'll be seeing is... We're seeing Australia versus Spain in a place called Curitiba. Wow. I'm not sure what... No uh, idea what that, that is. ...how that pronunciation goes, but we missed... There's one in the middle there, Australia versus the Netherlands in Porto Alegre, which we'll just have to watch on the TV. It's too far away, and then hopefully Australia is still in with a chance to qualify by that third game. Do you have any tickets for games past the group stages? If Australia make it to the round of 16, we've got a conditional ticket oh, okay. with them. Yeah, so we've paid for that. If they don't make it, they refund that ticket. Oh, okay. <coughs> Excuse me, yeah, so... 
that you know that was a little bit of a fairy tale, but it'd be a, it would be a fairy tale, but um, I mean soccer is one of those games, isn't it? Uh, I mean with Aussie rules, you you know you kick twenty goals and you probably win, and you know because you know your pressure and and and, and your skill wins out, but um, with soccer, I guess you know if you can withstand what the other team's given you with a bit of luck and a little bit of determination and then, you know, all it takes is is one move or one false move and you sneak that goal in and you get over the line. Um, Of course, I guess what I'd say is that by the sounds of it, Chile, Spain, the Netherlands, they're all pretty heavy scoring teams. Yeah. So it's going to be... It's a tough group. It's, we got, it's the toughest group you could possibly imagine. Yeah, really. it was. You can't get much worse for us, really. To the way they play the ball around, quick moving teams. But our goalkeeper just got named the goalkeeper of the year in Belgium, where he plays. So the best goalkeeper in Belgium. Yeah, which Belgium in the World Cup this year? They are actually. They've got don't have a bad team either. I don't think. But wow. So hopefully we've got a good keeper, pulls a few saves from somewhere and then, you know, who knows. New Zealand went to the last World Cup and they didn't lose a game. They drew with Italy. Uh, you know, they finished ahead of Italy in their group. So, and they had players... Is Italy coming this year? Italy's I mean, all there. these European teams, Switzerland and Belgium and uh, San Marino. No, probably not San Marino. <laughs> not San Marino. Russia in there. Uh, Italy made it. Greece made it, so... Interesting. Is, is it, what about Ukraine? Ukraine didn't make it, oh, so there won't be a Ukraine v. Russia That would have been an interesting game. game. Which could have been big trouble. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's any real big grudge matches set for the first stages. Uruguay are playing England, which they don't like each other, but... I'm not sure Uruguay like anyone. Yeah, <laughs> I think it might be... Reciprocal there too, but I remember when uh, when the Aussies, the Socceroos, had to go and play Montevideo to qualify. Yeah, and um, they basically got spat on. As there, I was just like, "What the hell did Australia ever do to Uruguay?" (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. Um, And basically, you're sticking to Brazil. You're not uh, you're not going to check out any of the neighbours while you're there. We really wanted to try and sneak in Argentina. If we could, we're hoping to fly into Argentina first, but the flights we got, we ended up getting return flights from that we had to go via the US really cheap through one of our friends, so we just had to take the... Oh, nice. The how, how, what sort of... So, 1,500 return. That's pretty good for Brazil. Yeah. It's Including tax. Yeah, I think maybe maybe 1,800, a little bit more. But Especially considering it's at the time of the World Cup, I mean, that's really... Yeah, so well, that's a good deal. We're flying in a few days before, and I think if we decided to fly in the next day, it went up by four thousand or something oh, ridiculous okay. like that. So, and um, are you there for the entire tournament, or are you have you flown home before the finals played? Yeah, we come back oh, before the semi-finals, so we we we'll see the semi-final and final. Will there be any back in attempts to? change the plans if Australia <laughs> fluke it through to the semis? If Australia is still there, then I will 
come back and do the next podcast naked with you, Andrew, for that one, which will be a big treat. You know what? Um, I, I do want you to come back and do another podcast and tell us about your experiences, but you know, you're, you're perfectly welcome. I'm, I'm not going to be holding you to that promise uh, okay. of, the, of the nudity. Um, as generous as it is, um, this is a this is not a visual podcast. Oh, it's it's, it's really no point. You <laughs> could just say you were naked. <laughs> that might have increased your listening listenership, but. You know, the offer's still there. The well, offer's a naked there. man does sound slightly different <laughs> in the middle of winter to a uh, global. Please turn on the heater. Um, yeah. So, uh, what are you most looking forward to in Brazil? Since I was a youngster, I was definitely the, the biggest dream I had. Really, was to play for in the World Cup. Second dream was to watch Australia in the World Cup. So I think just sitting in the crowd for that first Australia versus Chile game, where there's still the anticipation and excitement that you don't know how good Australia are going to be, maybe they can pull something out, is one of my biggest uh, thrills, I think, potentially. Mm. And um, who's the Australian coach now? And Angus? And Postacoglu. I'm glad somebody can say that. <laughs> um, so any chance that just before the chilly game, you might just yeah, come up to him well, and say, look, if you need someone, you know. I'll be limbering near the sidelines and I'll see, but I think we'll have had a few beers by about the time kickoff comes out. So it could be interesting, but... And if, uh, if it doesn't go well, you may need a few beers during afterwards. the game. Yes, Absolutely. Yeah, the other thing is we haven't seen another mate. So I've been in Japan for two years, obviously, with you, and another one of our friends has been living in Houston in the States, and he's coming to see us in San Diego. So it'll be the first time I've seen him in about two and a half years. So that's also something I'm looking forward to. They're the two highlights so far. And just following, following the soccer and we're all big soccer fans. So you've pretty much planned the entire month that you've, you've got overseas. Um, what about accommodation? What are you doing in terms of accommodation? Um, majority of our accommodation is through a website, Airbnb, uh, which is basically people putting their apartments up for rent and we're just going in for sort of three or four days at a time. And they, they all look pretty good. We're a little bit sceptical that they might be a little bit too good to be true, but uh, we're hopeful that when we get there, it won't be in the slums. It will be in a where it says it is, and, and it should be good. We've actually also got a mate who we're going with who used to play basketball in the States, and he's got a friend who's Brazilian, and he's lending us his beach house for four or five nights too. Which oh, is, that sounds horrible. <laughs> which is near Sao Paulo. So. Beach house? Yeah. Which it's is on the beach, yeah. On the beach. It's about a couple of hours bus ride from Sao Paulo. Oh, okay. South, and he's a, that's his sort of holiday house, I guess. Well, that and sounds pretty nice. Days. Well, of course, with uh, with any sort of website like Airbnb or whatever, I mean, you get the chance to review afterwards, don't you, and just say... Yeah. So, I mean, how much are they, like, on average, how much is the apartment, are the apartment setting you guys back yeah, per night? I reckon about 50 bucks each a night. Fifty bucks each a night. Okay. Yeah, in, in pretty good. It was basically the same price as we could get any hostel, but this is giving us an apartment, so it was definitely we thought it was the way to go in most places, especially in the littler towns that we're going to. Like Sao Paulo was quite difficult even to get an Airbnb place, so we had to go to the cheap hotel, and that's about 60, 70 bucks a night each. 
for some crummy little hotel, but of course all the world's wanting to be there at the same time. Of course, it's probably them and the prices. The prices at other times of the year are probably a lot less, but I mean, that's that's the reality when you uh, when you go during the time of, of such a major world event as the World Cup. Absolutely. Um, how long ago, I mean, how long ago was this all booked? As soon as we were told we could buy tickets and told what towns that we'd be going into, we, well, even before that, actually, we put in tentative bookings. So all the places we booked, you'd have a cancellation policy. A lot of them we can't cancel. And then, so I reckon six months, at least. But of course, then the, the Australian matches wouldn't have been known until a bit later. Absolutely. You know? That was the tough thing about... With, we, we had to wait to the last minute, really, to get flights and confirm those bookings because FIFA only released what teams would be playing in which, which towns couple of months ago really so it was the last minute we tried to be as prepared as we could but when the teams and the towns were announced it was a long we're up to five in the morning that night trying to organize and finalize everything so FIFA and you would have been in Japan and I was in Japan so there's one of us was in England uh, one of us was in America two of us were in three of us were in Australia and I was in Japan so it was a bit, bit of logistically troublesome, but we got there, I think. Well, two of the blokes, to be honest, haven't done much. <laughs> There's been three of us that have been, you know, pretty active, but that's always going to happen. Well, you're at this point, you seem pretty relaxed about it, so I'm presuming everything's pretty, pretty much set to go. All that's left now is to make sure you get your passport and get on the plane and... Um, Absolutely. And uh, soak up the World Cup spirit and the Carnival spirit. Um, what, uh, what outside the, the soccer are you looking forward to or hoping to see and do in Brazil? So we're actually not even sure if we're going to get to Rio. To oh, no. So I think a few people might be a bit mystified in that decision. It just didn't work out. And soccer is the main aim that we're going over there for, and the Rio couldn't fit it in but we're still going to try somehow I'd love to see the Christ the Redeemer statue in Rio Kobe Cabana Beach but it might be a little bit too hard but apart from that just can't wait to see the Brazilian beaches famous worldwide being in Japan and a bit away from some really nice beaches it would be good to really soak uh, soak up the sun and the surf hopefully get a few waves in and other than that, I'm just looking forward to, you know, as a big traveller like yourself, just that other culture, the go to a restaurant and not really know what you're going to expect. And, and of course, the salsa. Are you going to take, are you going to take a dance lesson? <laughs> Anyone that goes to the South America for any period of time takes in at least one salsa lesson, don't they? Well, I'm not or sure. Or a tango. Not sure if you saw me on the dance floor at any stage in Japan. I did not. It's not a pretty sight, Andy. So I think my mates will be making I'm sure I'm well away from any dance lessons and or salsa, tango, any of the above. Maybe watch only. Watch only, not participating. Beach volleyball, is that on the list? That would be a good on the list. I reckon there'll be a few scratch soccer matches on the beach as well with hopefully people from... 
many different country, and that, I mean that's the exciting thing in the World Cup. You've got people from all over the globe, literally all over, coming into one place. So we should be able to meet some pretty cool people and share some cool stories. I hope that's going to be definitely one of the highlights. Well, that's great. Thank you, Michael. Before you go, yes. before you go, right. Michael, um, so far we've had two people take the Capital City Challenge, where I tell you a country, you tell me the capital city, I tell you a capital city, you tell me the country. And um, both of them scored five in their two thirty-second rounds in total. Um, so, so I, I mean, it doesn't seem like a really high number to me. Um, and I'll be kind. I, I, I won't be. I yeah, won't right. be asking you for the capital of Moldova. Uh, good. I'm glad you're not going to be asking. It's Chisinau for anyone who's. <laughs> Surely it can beat five. I'm feeling confident here, Okay, well, we're going to start with the capital cities and you tell me the countries, okay? okay? That, I think, in theory, is the, is the easier of the two, the two rounds. So we, we start you gently and then country and you tell me the capital city. Okay. Okay, are you ready? Bring it on. Your time starts now. What's the capital of South Korea? Seoul. Yes, very nice. What is the capital of Japan? Tokyo. What's the capital of Brazil? Brasilia. Oh, very nice. What's the capital of Chile? Santiago. Oh, wow, this is great. Uh, what's the capital of Greece? Uh, Athens. What's the capital of Malaysia? Kuala Lumpur. What is the capital of Singapore? Sorry, it's just Pizza Singapore. Singapore, yes. It's just Singapore. Oh no! But that's pretty good. I, I, I'd have to, I have to go back and count these because I really should be, I should be kidding. I think that was about seven, though. Six or seven, I reckon. I think it was Happy. about seven. That was about seven. So. You gave me the, the Japan one. That was a good gift. I've given, I've, I've given, I've given everyone the Japan oh, one so far. No, no, no. I <laughs> but I won't be giving you Australia. I've given one person Australia, and of course they didn't know because they weren't Australian. <laughs> Nobody knows Canberra. Yeah, tough. Okay. So, are you ready? Are you ready for the second round? I'm ready. We're going to take this up a level. You've, you've, Bring it on. You've aced it so far, so... Um, the capital of Uruguay. Montevideo. Oh, fantastic. The capital of Venezuela. Ah, uh, no, pass. Caracas. The capital of Iraq. Tehran. No, that's, that's Iran. Iran. Baghdad oh. is what we're after. Oh, that's uh, The capital of Turkey is Istanbul. No, it's Ankara. Oh. Uh, it's another. Uh, the capital of Nigeria. Addis, no, that's Ethiopia. Nah. Abuja. Abuja. I think, did you get one in that round? I don't know, I struggled. That's all right, I, I come back and I, I, I record the outro later. So I think that was either seven or eight, but the outro will confirm <laughs> it. Michael, awesome. before I go, two questions, two more simple questions for you. Yeah. Number one, will you come back and tell our listeners about your experiences in Brazil in the World Cup? Of course, we'll enjoy that. Fantastic. Probably. Well, listeners, stay tuned for, I guess, July, August, and Michael will be back. He'll tell us everything there is to know about uh, Brazil and the World Cup. And last question, asking everyone on the podcast. Yeah. If you could visit one country that you haven't been to before in the world, what country would that be? Next trip after this one, South Africa. would really enjoy to go there and a safari 
This is something I've really wanted to do since I saw The Power of One, which is an old movie from a long time ago. I've got to say, Cape Town is on my... Um High on my list of, yeah. of individual cities that I really want to see, you know the the, the you know, below Table Mountain. Yeah, be amazing. Beautiful. Michael, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. And much we appreciate will, it. We will be seeing you soon, uh, where you'll tell us all about your amazing experiences. Hopefully. I'm sure. Good stories. And uh, maybe who knows? You'll be telling us how you've become a world class salsa dancer. <laughs> I'll do my best, mate. Thank you. Cheers. That was the final in this bracket of podcasts. Uh, Michael's final score on the challenge was seven. So he has taken the lead. Now it's Michael with seven, and we have Camilla and Andrew Higgins on five. So uh, we're going to have... Lots more people doing the World Journeys Capital City Challenge this year, so we will see if seven stacks up as a good score or if we hit much higher stratospheres later in the year. Uh, We are going to be taking a little bit of a break now. Uh, We're going to have three sets of seven episodes this year for a total of 21 episodes, so we're a third of the way there. Um, I've got a number of interviews lined up, a lot of interesting people to talk to. Uh, Of course, Michael's going to come back and we're going to talk about uh, his experiences in the World Cup and we're going to... We're going to approach a lot of different topics now. Won't all be living in Japan. And, uh, in fact, it probably won't be any living in Japan (laughs) after we've had pretty much six of the first seven episodes about living in Japan. So uh, there's a lot more of the travel theme out there to cover. uh, And we are certainly going to do our best to talk to as many different people as we can about as many different interesting topics as we can. So please, watch this space. Uh, probably about mid-July, we should be back. Maybe a little bit earlier, maybe maybe, maybe second week, third week of uh, July. We should be back with episode eight. Uh, and until then, don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at WorldJourneys75. And you can find me on the web at uh, WordPress. And that would be worldjourneysdiscover.wordpress.com that site will eventually have its own domain name but uh, at the moment it's uh, we're sticking with wordpress so anyways lots happening lots to be excited about just uh, now's a good time for a holiday you know well we're off we're off the itunes uh, and we'll be back in july so until then may the journey never end